Hey, hey, welcome in Trekkies. Normally, I delete the cold open between my brother and I, but it was so good. I decided to leave it in. I hope you like it. And we're going to play some music. And then you're going to hear us talk about a motherfucking two fix. It's so funny that it takes like a good solid fifteen fucking seconds for it to even yeah. be like hey, now recording. Yeah, it's like it pauses and your face goes away and then you come back. I think we're good now. Okay, yeah. right, we are so, so fucking doing two things. All right, right dude, so, I so I'm so I watched it fresh today. I'm so fucking excited. Okay, I I did not, but I've seen it enough that I, I feel like I'll be all right. All right. <clears throat> Hey, hey, welcome in Trekkies. Uh, sorry we've been gone for a couple of weeks. Uh, COVID does weird shit. Uh, we, are yeah, we are still in the process of doing our uh, Battle of Battles. Uh, but Steven and I just kind of wanted to jump on and just do an episode. We were talking the other day. We promised you we wouldn't do this episode one because we didn't want to piss anybody off but it's well you know what steven why don't you tell people what we're going to talk about today so here on the orion syndicated podcast uh syndicated because we have absolutely no idea if anybody's going to pick this up and if they do they're probably going to lose money on it uh we are going to do star trek voyager season two episode 24 a motherfucking Tuvix. We are going to talk about Tuvix. And episode one of the Orion Syndicated podcast, <laughs> we kind of got on like a 30-second tangent about it. And I said, you know what? We cannot hold your tongue. We can't do Tuvix. As Stuart said, you know, we'll piss too many people off. That is way too in-depth. But we got to get back on this, up on this horse and uh, a motherfucking Tuvix. Um, just so you know, you named the episode already. It's called Motherfucking Tuvix. A Motherfucking Tuvix. Like, yeah. with a U-H apostrophe. Have motherfucking you, Tuvix. Have you, have you seen the, uh, the meme that's, like, floating around where it's, like, Samuel L. Jackson from, I think, Pulp Fiction with the, uh, uh, with the captions on, and it says, stares motherfuckerly. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I'll no. I'll send it to you. It's it's uh, it's absolutely fantastic. You could just you could add that as like a two cell meme, and you can do whatever you want to. And then it's just Samuel L. Jackson with that curly hair, and then the caption says "Stares motherfuckerly." Absolutely. Uh, this yeah. episode could also be called uh, "Almost Nevok," uh, <laughs> but better writing ensued. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Let's so, this, uh, what do you think of the episode? You so know, top to bottom, like not like let's not do the, you know, 
beginning to end thing, but like yeah, as an no. episode. Let's like, be honest. Everyone here has seen Tuvix. Yeah. As, as an episode, what do you think? So, uh, as an episode of Star Trek, it's it's pretty great. Um, it it inspires uh, internal conflict in the viewer. Uh, there's there's certainly uh, many different camps of people, uh, types of fans who watch this this episode and have different feelings about it based on their own experiences or just, or just based on how they interpreted the show. Uh, I, I feel like Star Trek, uh, when that it, when it invokes these emotions and these feelings in people, it's, it's doing its job. It's what Gene Roddenberry wanted to do when he when he created Star Trek. Uh, I think it's a great episode and um, uh, certainly full of a lot of uh, uh, twists and turns. And I, I'm I'm pleased with it. Every time I watch it, uh, I come away feeling a little bit different, but overall kind of the same. So you like Tuvix. So you like you like the episode as a whole. <laughs> I love the episode as a whole. Absolutely. I think it adds to the Star Trek universe and it adds a conversation um about uh some some different aspects of the Star Trek universe that need to be talked about. Um for like for me personally, I think it is one of the stronger episodes our early in Voyager's run. Um it Voyager, as much as like I love it, uh, does suffer from a little bit of reset. You know what I mean? So uh, it's very syndicated, right? It's that TNG model where you can pick up any episode anytime and you don't need to see like last week or next week uh, to, to get the moral, the, the meaning. And so it's a very closed story. It does its job. It takes it takes you as a viewer on a journey like you know neelix you know tuvok there's a transporter accident which obviously there always is a fucking transporter accident yeah that shit's um, dangerous as fuck low-key yeah we might get into whether it's a murder machine or not i don't know i don't know where this is fucking going right now but so there's a transporter accident and then you have tuvix and like to be perfectly honest, Tuvix is better than Tuvok or Neelix individually. Like, as a person, he's not as rude as Tuvok, and he's not as obnoxious as Neelix. But he he's has up. all of the skills of both of them. He is fantastic. He's a better security officer than Tuvok. He is a better, or excuse me, security officer. My bad. Uh, tactical officer than Tuvok. He's a better tactical officer than Tuvok. He is a better chef than Neelix. These are all things that were said in the show by yeah. the characters. He's he's just he's better at all aspects. Um, does he have enough time in his day to be head chef, morale officer, senior tactical officer? Absolutely no. He he doesn't. But. Uh, I mean, he he performs at least in the the few weeks that he is he is on board the Voyager. He performs them like a dance, and he does a great job. And he is lauded for that. Yeah, I mean, like Tuvix was Tuvix was great. And then you get to the end of the episode where they figure out how to split them, and that's this is where fandom is broken because there are as we both know anyone listening you are in one of these two camps i am not really going to try and sway you one way or another this is like my viewpoint steven i probably think you have a 
slightly different viewpoint, but it's I mean, probably demonstrably different. Yeah. So, but like, <laughs> let's get into it. So the end of the episode, they figure out how to split Tuvix back into Tuvok and Neelix. Yes. And did Janeway murder Tuvix? Okay, dun, so dun, I'm not going to I'm not gonna, I'm not going to split hairs in whether she murdered Tuvix or not. It's it's obvious she did. No. Uh, <laughs> so thanks to uh, the great analogy by the doctor uh, and Harry Kim about barium and X-rays all the way back in the you know the Middle Ages of the uh, early twentieth century. They were able to, you know, identify how to separate the two and using a, a, a marked radioisotope attached to the DNA. And uh, so all of a sudden, it's possible to get Neelix and, Tuvi- and Tuvok back. Um, but Janeway, by her own admission, you know, it, the, 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 and this is why I watched it again today. And this is why I, re-watch, I try and rewatch these episodes if we're going to do kind of like a big in-depth discussion on one episode uh, I try and watch it fresh because you can remember those little nuanced faces and expressions they make, you know, as they go to commercial and right before they go to commercial break, uh, before, right after they said, you know, oh crap, we can get them back. And he says, I don't want to die. The close up on Janeway's face when he says, but I don't want to die, says it all, man. They come back from commercial break and she, she and the, fir- the first thing she says, you know, if this had happened, if we were able to do this, the moment that the transporter accident took place, I wouldn't have hesitated. And I'm not sure I would have blamed her because it's a transporter accident, you know. But it's gone on for weeks now. They've come to grips that they may never be able to solve this. Even if they do, it may take years. Uh, and and Tuvix has now set out to make a life for himself. Five minutes earlier, he per- he declared his love for Kess, and then all of a sudden, fucking, he's got to die. And she fucking killed him, dude. She made an executive decision, um, and, and she fucking murdered that dude. Um, okay, so we're not as demonstrably different as I think you might think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. Like, I am in the camp of... Mm-hmm. She murdered a sentient being that the scene on the bridge where he's like pleading for his life. And you're talking about facial expressions like uh, Tom Paris's face while Mm -hmm. he's standing there on the bridge is like it expresses everything that everyone's feeling like. I mean, he's pleading for his life. It's like, I don't want to die. And then, you know, Janeway obviously does it herself because the doctor refuses to do so on moral grounds. Good on the doctor. Right. Good on him. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah, good on him. Great job, doctor. But, like, the look on her face when she hits energize and separates them, she is not happy with her decision. So that's my slight caveat to it. I 100% agree. She murdered... The absolute shit out of Tuvix. But she is the captain. And if they had been in the Alpha Quadrant and this accident happened, 
maybe you ship Tuvix off to an institute where they try and figure out if there is a way to separate them. And then you let someone deal with the moral ambiguity of whether or not they should do that. And then she gets a new tactical officer assigned to her ship and like whatever, you know, a morale officer or a chef, you know, whatever Neelix is. Right. But the fact that they're in the Delta Quadrant, losing Tuvok and losing Neelix at the same time, even if you get like a dope ass dude like Tuvix, he's still one person versus two people. So I feel like Janeway made a captain's decision sort of in the same vein as Cisco from In the Pale Moonlight. It's like, can I live with it? Yes, I can live with it. Because Janeway is the only person that has to live with the moral degradation, you know what I mean, of killing Tuvix. Yeah. She gets Tuvok and Neelix back. I, I get that, man. I get that. But at the same time, uh, she had the experience of both people, like, locked down in Tuvix. He was better at both. All, almost all of the... Uh, okay, yes. To, <clears throat> Neelix was the head chef, you know, to kind of help offset their, you know, their power uh, reserves so they didn't have to replicate everything. There was never supposed to be a head chef on Voyager, but, you know, they had power constraints. Uh, So, yes, he was the head chef. Um, Somebody could learn how to make omelets. You know, at the end of the day, somebody could learn how to make omelets. Somebody could keep everybody happy. should have learned how to make omelets. Right? Somebody could keep everybody happy as the morale officer. The bulk of Neelix's addition to to the real mission of Voyager is best served on the bridge. As a guide up until, I mean, we're in season, this is season two, episode 24. Yeah, this is well before they get to the. He uh, fully knows, he fully knows a lot about all the space they're in. And that aspect of him is, is certainly better suited to be someone who's on the bridge during, you know, daytime hours when, when Tuvok would normally be on duty. So I don't know, man, like. Anybody can flip an omelet, and anybody can make sure that everybody's happy. Um, but at the same time, he had all the knowledge of where they were in the Delta Quadrant. He also had all of Tuvok's tactical knowledge. He did all that shit better as Tuvix. And he had a plan all worked out with him and Kess. And she was down for that shit, too. She took her time. She came to him. She was down for that shit. And he even explained to her, look, you know, you're only going to live eight years and we're probably still going to be stranded in the Delta Quadrant. Because she says, you know, what about Tapel? What about your wife, Tapel? He goes, I, I fucking love Tapel, but I'm supposed to, like, let you be miserable for what could possibly be your entire life in just a couple of years? No, fuck that shit. Uh, and I will explain to Tapel when I get back to the Alpha Quadrant. She didn't like that shit. She can take a hike. You know, he worked that shit out, and I, it would have been a stroke of screenplay genius if at the last second the writers would come back in and be like, you know what? I think we should just fucking write two Vicks in for the rest of the series. Like, right now, everybody is expecting, because you know how Star Trek fans are. Every episode's a canned episode, you know? This isn't right. a season story arc. 
every it's syndicated. Every episode is a, is is a canned episode. It there's a beginning, a middle, and an end, and there's usually an A plot and a B plot. B plot. Uh, and let's throw everybody off, and let's really kill them motherfuckers off, <laughs> and let's write in fucking Tuvix and make this actor's day. It would have been a stroke of screenplay genius that dude would have won an Oscar. I don't think we've uh, talked about this. When they actually got merged in the first place, not only did they merge their DNA, like the weird pattern. Yeah, that, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, because Neelix always had like these like weird patterns that he had, and it was, the, it but was, like it, it was merged Van with Go. the it was yeah, rather it Van merged Go with, that... with the Starfleet uniform. So he had. Yeah. He was wearing like the the Starfleet uniform, but it had like yeah. this like weird paisley looking bullshit on the shoulders. Yeah, that, that was, was that was a little much. Like, yeah, I mean, it was I a mean, visual aid to say these people have been combined into one person. Yeah, but I can I can see how the transporter could combine two DNA patterns. Really, the clothes that makes no fucking sense. It doesn't, and I'll tell you, I was thinking the same thing. When I rewatched it today, and I was thank you for bringing it up because I was going to mention it. It was just the the yellow part across the shoulders of the yeah. Starfleet uniform, and that was fucking it. Like a transporter accent's going to make the going to make fucking fashion decisions. Like <laughs> not like not the torso, motherfucker. Shoulders, shoulders are in this season, and we're going to fucking we're going to be up here. And not only that, did they contradict themselves when they used the medical transporter to separate them, and they both ended up in Tuvok's uniform. If you're going to go that route, when you separated them, Neelix should have ended up in his fucking clothes he started in, if that's what you're going to do. Whatever. Or It would have been better if, if like he'd, he'd materialized naked. You, you I, know? I, feel, I feel like that would have been the better, the better route to go. You know, and then, like, Harry Kim is standing there, you know, like, just like, that's... Like, with a that, towel. Like, that's that's an alien penis. No thanks. So, was it the... Because I did not rewatch it today. Uh, we were talking the other day when we were planning this. Was it actually the orchid that allowed them to be combined? 100%. 100%. Yeah, no, yeah, that's... It was the... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, symbiogenesis or whatever the fuck they called it uh, that allowed. And because they were broken down in the matter stream at the molecular level, then it allowed, you know, everybody to combine. Absolutely. It was the orchid. It was the addition of the orchid. Yeah. All right. So do you think that when they got back to the alpha quadrant, um, you could use this same orchid to combine William and Thomas Riker back into one person? So first of all, that's an excellent question. Uh, so in the episode, Janeway sends not one, but at least, at least, because we only see two on camera, at least two shuttle missions back down to the planet to collect samples of the orchid. And uh, they could have gathered a, well, you know, I don't want to get too technical on you, but, you know, like a metric fuck ton of orchids. <laughs> Wasn't Tuvok uh, and, and actually an orchid? Didn't Tuvok actually cultivate orchids as well? So if they yeah. got a bunch of orchids, maybe Tuvok, especially because of this experience, maybe he, like, keeps, like, several samples of them alive. 100% until the could have happened. 100% could have happened. So as far as combining William and Thomas Riker, 
I think yes. I think it it could happen. Um, I think if you did that, but okay. So so Will Riker has the accident, right? I can see how serious you are right now. I love it. I'm here. I for mean, it, I, you you people can't see me, but he can see me through the video screen, and I'm like I'm focused. So. All right, so Will Riker has the accident. Thomas Riker is created. Thomas Riker spends years by himself on this station. Thomas Riker comes back. Shit ensues. Being technical again, sorry. Shit ensues. Thomas Riker goes off. DS9 happens. Okay, Thomas Riker is back. Thomas Riker is a Maquis sympathizer. Not a Maquis sympathizer. He is a fucking Maquis. Okay. At this point, this is the point, at least here, that we are talking about. Voyager comes back. Okay. Thomas Riker is in a Cardassian prison camp. Yes. Uh, and and somehow we get him back. We trade for him. Whatever. Uh, we get him back, and they use this orchid. They're like, "Holy shit! We're gonna combine these two motherfuckers." They combine them together using the orchid. I think they could do it. I th- especially because the doctors. I think they could absolutely do it. Technically, do I think that Will Riker being combined back together is still in his position, having now the sympathies and memories of a Maquis, who he is? He is now both a Maquis and the first officer of Starfleet's flagship, and, and pretty much about to be a command officer. I don't think they give him the security clearance. I don't think they do it. See, I disagree with I disagree with that at least a little bit because if you want to talk about Tuvix as an individual that was worthy of life and therefore also worthy of not being murdered in cold fucking blood, Janeway, um, he was not just they didn't take like Tuvok and Neelix and like pour them into a pot and like fucking shake it up and like oh here's a little bit of Tuvok here's a little bit of Neelix oh here's a little bit of Tuvok here's a little bit of Neelix right Tuvix was a different person he really was like a synthesis of the two personalities and all of the experiences that Tuvok and Neelix had taken through their entire life right uh, but he was an individual he was not He's like a Reuben, right? If you look at a Reuben sandwich, rye bread, terrible. Sauerkraut, arguably one of the worst things you've ever put in your fucking mouth, right? Corned beef, I love corned beef. It's good, a little greasy, but I like it. Swiss cheese, awesome. Thousand Island dressing, don't put it on a fucking salad. It's worthless. First of all, you're eating a salad, you should dress it up. You put a Thousand Island dressing on it, you have just ruined a salad, which is already <laughs> double ruining your day, right? But if you take corned beef, Thousand Island dressing, sauerkraut, Swiss cheese, and put it on some rye bread and grill the fuck out of it, it's fantastic. Like, it is better than the sum of its parts. It's my, f- first of all, I disagree with most of everything that you said, except for putting Thousand Island dressing on a salad. That, <laughs> that ruins the salad. Um... It is my favorite sandwich. So it is... It oh, no. Is, Rubens are it amazing. Is, it is my favorite sandwich. Yeah, Rubens uh, are it's amazing. It's apropos but the that, things you, that you would bring that up. Yeah, The things that go into a Reuben, it, 
individually, I'm never gonna eat the shit at all. I can like, eat are you just gonna raw. like? It's amazing. You can eat sauerkraut raw and have it's. Oh it's god, a- uh, I I kind of want to hang up on you right now. Can listen, I murder? Listen. Can I murder you the same way uh, Janeway murdered Tuvix? Yeah, I mean, okay, we're getting the off same topic. way. We're, we're getting, getting off topic. Look, 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 look. The, the the thing is, is that there are differences between uh, what happened to Tuvok and Elix and what happened to Will and, and Thomas Riker. Uh, th- that difference being is that, as you pointed out to me earlier in the week, when we kind of kind of spitballed this, uh, Will Riker was one person, and then he was two, and we're talking about then making him one again. Uh, and I so think the- that... that the transition that, is easier. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but like that—that no, is. That is the point. Like it is. So it and so you made a fully fledged, arguably great person in Tuvok, and Neelix is Tuvix, and so really, you're just you're just trying to fix like the last seven years. So yes, like. It won't be Will Riker or Thomas Riker on the other side, but I mean, no, I think would, it's Will Riker. It, I they're think, the I same person for most person of their life. Begin with, I think that he because he was one person to begin with. It was Will Riker, and then he got separated. And we're talking about combining the two people into the person that they already were. I think it's still Will Riker, but it's fucked up Will Riker with Maki sympathies real Maki sympathies. Like, it's not just PTSD. He's got real... He has real... Because in the way that we... we I mean, we have to make it comparable to what happened with Tuvok and Neelix. They had... He had his emotions. He loved Kess and he loved Tapel. If he can love his wife and his and his side chick over here, I mean, he... He... Will Riker, after being recombined, is going to have sympathy for the Maquis. And how you... As Starfleet security, who has to be a part of this process, is going to then sanction him to continue on as the first officer of Starfleet's flagship or someone you've considered not once, not twice, but thrice for command and very clearly from canon goes on after Nemesis to become the captain of the Titan. I don't see them. I don't see them signing off on this. I don't see them sanctioning his security clearance continuing uh if you could somehow combine if you if if the doctor furthered his research because it's star trek right pseudoscience if the doctor furthered his research and was was able to combine will and thomas into one person but also leave normal will without thomas i mean it's the fucking transporter they can fucking do whatever they want you know it just requires further research if they could somehow do that, I see the storyline continuing and be able to have this side story where you combined Thomas and Will Riker and he goes on to be like, you know, a Section 31 guy or whatever. I see that happening, but, you know, I just don't see them granting him his security clearance to continue on as he has to continue the canon that we're at today because we know he went on to become Admiral fucking Riker and I don't, I just, I don't see it happening. In a real world world perspective, I I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I think they can do something. Whether they should do something is a different question. Science is all about like shoulda, not about you know. Or, I'm sorry. Science is all about coulda, 
not about shoulda, right? You can, you can just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do something. Right. Now, I will say this. Weird shit happens to Star Trek Starfleet officers, like, literally every episode. I mean, given we're supposed to understand that days and weeks or whatever go by between, like, episode to episode, but, like, literally, like, every episode, weird shit happens. Like, they're, like, taken over by, like, a weird energy being or uh, trapped in a cryogenic chamber with a fucking nightmare clown. Still cannot watch that episode of Voyager. Really Fucking can't. love that episode. You really can't. Hate clowns. Scares the shit out of me. Can't watch that episode. Watched it once in full with my eyes open, and that's it. Full I'm going to start sending you gifts from that episode. It's yep. going to happen. Full stop. It will like, happen. I mean, like, Jean-Luc Picard was assimilated by the Borg and turned into a weapon against the Federation and literally at the last minute was stopped. And they just like unbolted the shit off of his head, gave him like a week to hang out with his brother, and then just gave him the keys to the ship back. <laughs> like, point. I mean, right? I mean, that's an excellent point. Right? That's an excellent point. I give you I that. Mean, like, people are compromised literally constantly Jordy turned into like an invisible alien for a minute right Harry Kim died once and then like they got a different Harry from an alternate reality and they were like yeah you can be our Harry and just like gave him his bridge shit back they didn't actually know him so while I agree in a real world scenario Compromising Will Riker with Maki sympathies does seem like a bad idea. But most of the things that happen to Starfleet officers are way more fucking traumatic than get, just getting like... So, hell, Miles O'Brien spent an entire lifetime in a mind prison. And, and so and, just and, he was he, so... As a and member of the shit. military myself, as an enlisted member of the military myself, like Miles O'Brien, I will tell you, nobody gives a fuck what happened to the enlisted guy. Get your ass back to work. So you can just take that shit and shove it up the airlock right now. He's just... Yeah. I mean, he, he murdered his cellmate, had, <laughs> real, had a real guilty conscience about it, whether that person was real or not. Doesn't matter. He spent an entire prison sentence, like, in his brain. And, like, when they rescued him, he was like, what do you mean? It's only been, like, two Five days. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, this is a thing that the Cardassians do. They, like... It wasn't like, the Cardassians. It was someone in the Delta... Or in the Gamma Quadrant, but, yeah. Oh, oh, well, whatever. You know what I mean. So... Yeah. He, they uh, do... For, the Cardassians do four lights. There were... There were there were there were five lights, and then there were four, which further justifies your point, I guess. Yeah, Jean Luc Picard Bad shit got, happened. Yeah, he got control of the Enterprise back immediately upon coming back, like no downtime. And Deanna Troy is even in the room with him, and he's telling her at the end, "I could see five lights," and she's like, "Well, that's ins that's." That's a thing. 
And then it just like fucking fades to black. And then like the next episode happens and he's totally fine. No yeah. one ever deals with tra- like trauma at all in Star Trek. So because no. there you're right. Like there, are, there are built in there are built in weeks and and months in between that we're just not meant to understand unless you understand how stardates work. And let's be honest, they made that shit up. Nobody understands how stardates work. No, no one, sense. no one understands that shit. It's started seven zero one point five nine four and six seven two eight supplemental. Yep. <laughs> bigger <laughs> is bigger is later, and that's it. Yeah. Like, so, all right. So, just to to bring it all back to where we're at here in the present, um, Tuvix, the episode, yay or nay? Did she murder him? Yes. Uh, it, well, yeah, she fucking, she murdered him. And so, okay, so I have to say, huge shout out. If you are, if you are not on the subreddit, Tuvix Institute, which is, uh, a great spinoff from the, the, the subreddit Daystrom Institute, who abhors anything related to Tuvix. So it, it spurred the creation of the Tuvix Institute. If you are on the subreddit Tuvix Institute and you are listening to this podcast, me too, bro. Like, I love fucking Tuvix. Tuvix. My new favorite. My great new, sub. My is a great sub. My new favorite guilty pleasure is just going on other reddits, going on Facebook groups for Star Trek and shit posting about Tuvix. Screenshotting that shit and then putting on a Tuvix Institute. I absolutely love it. Um, so if you're on there, fucking Tuvix Institute, I fucking love you. We fucking love you. I will actually be going on Tuvix Institute after this episode gets published and specifically pointing it out that they need to come listen to this episode. But yeah, my, my final takeaways, uh, it has always been that I love Janeway. She did a great job at what she was supposed to do. Um, but in this instance, captain or not, speaker for those two crew members or not, she murdered the fuck out of Tuvix. And I fucking hate her for it. And she's a murdering bitch. And if she gets back to the Alpha Quadrant and somebody looks through the logs and they find this shit and they put her on trial for it, I hope that bitch from Measure of a Man is the judge. And they nail her to a fucking wall. <clears throat> wow. Okay. That's the way I feel about it. Uh, I'm gonna process for a second. Uh, first of all, really? Yeah. The judge for measure of a man? Oh, okay. I mean, I would like the callback. That would be. That would be cool. It would be a terrible episode of Star Trek, but. It'd be awful. It'd be about as awful as like the first, you know, half hour of Measure of Man. Oh, that it, you are just out here throwing some fucking shade and some <laughs> fucking bombs, man. The second half of Measure of Man is better than the first half. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I would again. We're not as far apart as I think you think we are. I a hundred percent agree with the uh, assertion that. Tuvix did not deserve to die. He was an individual and Janeway murdered an individual. But sometimes 
and command decisions. You have to make triage choices. You have to talk about, you know, hell, we haven't even talked about uh, the needs of the many. Oh, God, I knew you were going to do it. Of the few. I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were going to say it. Tuvok himself would say the needs of the many outweigh the needs needs of the many. Because the last time I checked, two crew members was more than one crew member. Those motherfuckers are gone, dude. They're gone. Yeah, but what happens if Tuvix gets shot? Well, then you lose all of Tuvok's bullshit, plus all of Neelix's bullshit. If I think you're separate, overestimating Neelix's bullshit. I don't think anyone has ever overestimated Neelix's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Tuvok, Tuvok getting shot. Huge loss to the ship. I'm devastating. Neelix getting shot? Mm, I mean, it, yeah. I it mean, could, look, it's, it's harder to shoot both of them if they're not the same person. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, I mean, that is a fact. That yeah. That is a fact. That is yeah. a fact. It's harder to shoot both of them if they're not one person. This, is, this was an excellent uh, comeback to our, our COVID hiatus. Uh, this has been this great. Has, this has been absolutely fucking great. I have enjoyed getting back on here. Uh, if you have enjoyed, listener, what you have heard here this Evening, morning, afternoon, whenever you find yourself listening to us. It's uh, quarantine. All... It's, it's quarantine. Whenever... Quarantine's every time. You know, it's <laughs> Miller time. Whenever you find... <laughs> Not a sponsor yet. Uh, whenever you... Uh, if you want to hear... Your, uh, if you want to ask us a question, you can always hit us up on Twitter. Um, Stuart, what's that tag? Uh, we are at Orion Syndicated Podcast. Dot com is our uh, uh, email address, and you can hit us up at Podcast Orion on Twitter anytime you want. Podcast Orion on Twitter. That is the absolute best way to get a hold of us, and you will get a hold of us, and we will make sure that uh, your thoughts are heard. I would love to read some thoughts about what you heard here today or any of our other episodes. Thank you.